Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that this message helps further your walk with Christ. If you would like to know more about our church and other ministries, you may find us on the web at www.sodabaptistchurch.org. So the question this morning, why Harvey... Why Houston? I've had a lot of calls this week. Calls that have been asking me questions, and I believe preachers probably all over the nation, especially the South and especially in Texas, questions like this. Is this a sign of the soon coming of Jesus? Is this a punishment that God has directed toward the city of Houston? Now, if you'll remember, we've also had that same question asked when Katrina came in to New Orleans. Many people believed that this was the judgment of God that was brought in to punish New Orleans for being such a sinful country or a sinful city. And these are the kind of questions that are brought up during a time especially like this. If you've listened to the news, some of these off-the-wall comments just sheer stupidity, listen, sheer stupidity that God is punishing Houston because they elected a Democratic mayor or that God is punishing Texas because Texas voted for Trump. Now, I want you to know those are things that are being placed out there today and saying that this is God punishing and bringing judgment upon our country because of things that have been happening in the past. Another question that has been brought to my attention, if God controls the weather, it must have been His will for this to happen. Is this true? Well, we say every day that God is in control. And I want to say again, God is in control. Of everything that's taking place, I want you to know there is nothing that is going on in this world today that God is not fully aware of and is able to stop or start anything that He has a desire. But what I want us to do today, I want us to put our speculations aside. I want us to put our feelings aside, our thoughts aside, And I want us to look at the principles of God's Word as to why the things that are happening today happen. I want you to know as as I begin to look at this, and it has really been brought to our attention, the flood and the physical and the financial and the economic things that are taking place in Houston, I want you to know there is a flood in America that we have gotten so accustomed to that we don't even recognize the flood that's taking place around us every single day. There's a flood. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's mentioning it. And, and I went and looked this, this up, and uh, this is the, the American stats for the deaths that are taking place in America today. So far, in 2017, there have been 2,900,000 deaths In America alone, we're not talking about the world, we're talking about America alone. Almost 3 million deaths in America since January the 1st. Of those deaths, we have to understand that many of those deaths are illnesses. Okay? Cancer, diseases. 
So I went through the list and I removed all of those deaths completely out of the picture. That left 1,400,000 deaths that have taken place since January 1st to September the 3rd that have been caused by individuals alone. Understand that that is approximately 5,000 deaths a day that are brought on ourselves. Does anyone hear about this flood that's taking place across America? 47 people so far, the last count that I saw, have lost their life as a result of the flood that has taken place over a week now. And over 5,000 today again will die as a result of decisions that are made on our own throughout the United States of America. So far this year, 200,500 people have died from the use of tobacco. Over a quarter of a million aborted babies have taken place at the choice of an individual. Over 90,000 deaths just due to accidents. I mean, accidents. A guy goes out and he works in the yard and something happens and a tree falls on him. or, or so, Just accidental deaths. 90,000 a year. 67,000 due to alcohol and alcohol-related injuries. 30,000 resulted in suicide. 27,000 drunk drivers. 18,000 murders. 2,000, listen to this, in America, 2,000 people so far in and 2017 have died from starvation in America. And we don't recognize this flood. So you see, when I'm talking about what is going on in the world today, man, we, we want to attribute all this thing that's taking place in Houston and with Harvey and the hurricane that's taking place, we ask questions about that, but that's because it's in the news. These 5,000 people that will die today as a result of choices made by Americans will never be mentioned. But I want you to know there's a flood taking place in America. I want to give you the reason for that flood also. And we can find that in the Scriptures. I want to begin with Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 where it says, Wherefore, as by one man... Sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. If you want to know the reason that there are so many deaths in America that will take place today, it's the result of sin that has been introduced into the world. I want you to know the reason that Harvey has come a landfall and the destruction that has taken place in Texas is because man chose to sin. Because Adam sinned in the garden as a result of that, sin has now affected and it has caused a, a ripple effect throughout the whole entire earth. All of this is a result of sin. When we go back and we read in Genesis and we read about the creation, on those, each one of those days, and it says at the end of the first day, God looked at what He had created and He said it was good. Second day, it was good. Third day, it was good. On the sixth day, he finally said, and it was very good. Listen, I want you to know when you study the, the, the act of creation that took place on this earth, I want you to know God made the earth that it was self-sustaining. 
Everything about the earth was self-sustaining. The Bible talks about a firmament that was created over the earth. It was a canopy that was over the earth that protected the earth from the, the rays of the sun. It came in as a perfect light. It was not destructive. People did not age. When God created the earth, people did not age. At the point that God created the earth, it was self-sustaining. There was, if you do the study of the earth, you will find out that there was a granite substance that encompassed the inside of the earth and the magnetic field of the earth was maintained. It was constantly being regenerated. But as a result of that, today, the magnetic force of the earth is declining daily because of that being broken. Brother Wayne, you just said some things I'd never heard of. Well, let me show you in the Scripture where it speaks of that. We read in the Scriptures in, in Genesis chapter 6 in verse 5, and it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that ever imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Why do you think that every thought was evil in the imagination of man? Where did that come from? Sin. That is not what Adam was created with, every imaginational thought of sin. God had created Adam and he made him whole and he made him perfect and he made him to have a relationship. He walked with God in the garden. There was no shame for his nakedness until he sinned against God and then shame was introduced in the world for the very first time. As a result of that disease of sin, it began to affect all of humanity. And as a result of that, it wasn't long after the creation of the earth that these things began to happen. Ever imagination of man was only on evil. In Genesis 6 and 11, it says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. I want you to know the whole earth was filled with violence. Because of sin. You want to know why the earth is doing what it's doing? It is because of sin. Do you want to know why we're here today? The mercy and grace of God. The mercy and grace of God, you read in that scripture, it says, and it repented God. In other words, God was, God wish He'd have never made man. Because man has become so evil. But why we're here today is we find in verse six and, and uh, chapter 6 and verse 8, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The only reason that you and I are here today because of the mercy and grace of God. That's the only reason that we're here. The only reason this earth has never been destroyed again is because of the mercy and grace of God. The only reason that you have an opportunity for life today is because of the mercy and grace of God. We do not deserve anything that we have today. Listen to this verse, Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. This explains so many things for the reason the earth is in the way that it is today. It says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broke up. Well, Brother Wayne, what does that mean? You need to understand that this is not what took place the day that Noah was, the door was closed on the ark and the flood began. Understand this. This is the picture that so many people have in their mind. 
that it began to rain and the people began to surround the ark and knock on the door and said, let me in, let me in. I want you to know it was a catastrophic flood that took place that day. The Bible says that the fountains of the deep broke open. In other words, immediately when the rain began to come down, the fountains of the deep. You remember that 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 thing that I told you that that uh, rock formations that was under the earth that formed the earth that kept it magnetized and remagnetized and kept redoing it. When the fountains of the deep broke open, we hear them called the plates. Those plates were broke open. I want you to know the flood was instantaneous. The water came down from the sky. The Heavens, it says in that verse. And the windows of heaven were opened. I want you to know the firmament above the earth. When the windows of heaven were broken, that, that firmament that was above the earth that protected the earth was broken. The gravitational uh, granite shield that was under the earth was broken. And I want you to know, people didn't live 900 years anymore. You want to know why? Because the earth has now been broken up because of the sin of all of mankind. That's when the earth began to decay. That's when men began to grow old. And it was only after the flood that all of these things began to take place. In Genesis chapter 7 and verse 11, you study that verse, you're going to find out it explains a lot when that day the flood took place on the earth. Do you realize... You can look it up. I, I, hey, don't believe me. Believe what the Bible says. Believe what the Bible says. That's what I'm going to show. Did you know that before the flood, animals had no fear of mankind? It would not have been unusual for you to be walking downtown, Houston, or wherever, whatever names of the cities they had back then. It would not have been unusual to be walking downtown the streets and have a lion walking up through the alleyway. It would not have been uncommon because animals had no fear of man until you get over here in Genesis chapter 9 and verse 2 and you realize that God had to put the dread and fear of man in animals. You see, the earth was made so perfectly and formed so perfectly that everything on the earth was in unity together until sin came onto the earth. I think we should be able to, to understand this perfectly in our own bodies. Our bodies are made up of millions and millions and millions of cells. And you get one bad cell. You get one cancer cell. You get one infection cell. You get, you get one wrong cell in your body. And what does it begin to do? It attacks the whole body. And the same thing has taken place on this earth. One man sinned through Adam. And as a result of one man, sin has covered and has affected the whole earth. Understand that when, when the earth was created, and many people may not even understand this, did you realize not even vegetation died? Did you know that? There was no such thing as death in the earth when God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden. There was no such thing as death at all. Even the vegetation, the trees, the grass did not die. There was no such thing as death. There was no such thing. 
there was no such thing as storms. There was no such things as hurricanes. There was no such things as tsunamis. There was no such things as earthquakes when God created the earth in the way that he created the earth. When sin came into the earth and God had to judge sin, then is when all of these things were set in motion. Look what it says, and this is my key verse that I wanted to use this morning. Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. I know the meat of what we're, I, I want to get across to us is down here, but I couldn't, I couldn't help but speak about our relationship in verse number 17. It says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. It says, Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Look at verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings, I want you to know we're talking about the sufferings right now, this flood situation, that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I want you to know you cannot compare what's going on with us. When the day comes, I, I want you, this is so minuscule compared to the glory that God has prepared for those who love Him. Minuscule. This is not even going to be in comparison to the glory that is planned for us. Alright, now look at verse 19. I mentioned that sin has affected the whole earth. Look what it says in verse 19. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Now who are the sons of God that he's waiting that the creation is being waiting to be revealed? That's you and I. We are the sons of God that are believers in Jesus Christ and what was done on the cross. The creation is waiting in in eager expectation. Now what is what is he talking about the creation? I want you to know this earth this earth, the creation that we live in and around, is waiting in great expectations for us to be revealed. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected to frustration. The creation all around us was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Listen to this, verse 21. That the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into glorious freedom of the children of God. Verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up into this present time. Understand this. When sin came into this world, all of God's creation was subject to sin just like you and just like me. As a result of sin, this earth began to quake because of earthquakes. As a result of sin, this earth now experiences hurricanes and tornadoes, and tsunamis, and all of these natural, what we call natural disasters that take place on this earth, understand that they are not natural. 
When God created this earth, He did not create it to do these things. It's unnatural. Sin has come in and affected this earth and caused these things to begin to take place. God does not take His finger out in the the oceans and spin up hurricanes. God does not on the earth and cause tornadoes. I want you to know all of those things have been caused as a result of this earth decaying as a result of sin. I hope and pray that there's preachers all over the world preaching this today. That God, the only reason that you and I are still here, it is because of the grace and the mercy of an almighty God. This is what took place. God put the earth here and He set it in place and He made it perfect in its form. Man sinned. And I want you to know this earth has been in a spiral ever since. Okay, it's like it's coming into a dead end heat. You call it what you want. You call it global warming. Listen. All of these things that are taking place are a result. The Bible uses the word decay. This earth is decaying. And it's a result of sin. But do you know what God done? Praise God. God come in here and He said, Listen guys, everybody here. Sin has affected you. It has affected this earth. And this is what I'm going to do. I am going to send you a rescuer. I'm going to send you Jesus. Listen, this earth is going to fall. This earth is going to decay. Peter talks about it. He says this earth is one day is going to burn like fire. All of the elements of this earth is going to be destroyed. He said, but I want you to know I'm going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Until then, I have sent a rescuer. His name is Jesus. This earth is going to fail. But it's not because God's causing it to fail. God is the one of mercy and grace that sent His only Son that while we were yet in our sins, He sent His Son to die for us that we might be able to be rescued or lifted up like these so many helicopters lifted people up out of the flooding waters of the Houston uh, streets. We've been given an opportunity to be saved. Why Harvey? Why Houston? Because this earth is decaying. This earth is falling apart. Is it because of God? No, it's not because of God. It's because of man. It's because of sin. Listen, we can read in the Scriptures. Let me, I, I've probably gotten way off track here. In 2 Peter 3 and 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. If some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I want you to know it's God's will that every single person in this room recognize that the earth is decaying, but God has sent a rescuer. It's God's will that every single one of you be saved. I, I, that's what He says. Is God's will going to take place in every people's every person's heart in here? No. But it's His will. I want you to know that. Was it God's will that this earth should decay? No. We set that in motion. But God is the rescuer of ourselves. How do we know that? Great scripture. Romans chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came on all men 
to condemnation. Alright? That's when we begin to read in Scriptures, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. For the offense of one, that was Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so by the righteousness of one. Who is that? Jesus. By the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. In other words, now because of one man's sins, all of us have been affected. I want you to know by Jesus, I want you to know the sin of the world has been has been forgiven. But you notice that he said that this is a free gift for justification. Is it, it isn't just applied to everyone. It's only applied to those who accept this free gift that is given. Very important point. I would like to address this point for just a second. The point is we begin to read through the Scriptures. And we mentioned this in in our breakfast devotion yesterday morning. The difference between the judgment of God and the discipline of God. I want you to know, people who are referring to this hurricane as a judgment of God, if you study the Scriptures, you're going to find out that every time God brings judgment, He brings out the righteous prior to the judgment. Now, did you hear me? Every time the judgment of God is used, God allows the righteous to be taken out. Anytime God disciplines, listen to this, He only disciplines His own. So when you read about when King Nebuchadnezzar came into Jerusalem and he killed many people and he took captive the nation of Israel, he took them to Babylon. Let me tell you, that was a disciplining course. There was not an opportunity for the righteous to be taken out because it was discipline that was only brought against his people. But when the judgment of God was brought the righteous had the opportunity to get out. And let me say the examples. For example, we just mentioned Noah. God destroyed the whole earth, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When we look at the Passover, God came through in Exodus chapter 12. I don't have time to go through all of these scriptures. But in Exodus chapter 12, it tells us that, that when the Passover was coming over the land, He gave the people, the righteous people, an opportunity to put the blood on the doorpost and over the top. And when the death angel came through, if he saw the blood on the doorpost and the top, he, he passed over the opportunity for the righteous to be removed. What about some of the Jews that said, I, I'll just take my chances. Were they spared? Absolutely not. What, what about an Egyptian? What about one of them Egyptians that decided, well, you know what, I, they're doing it, I'm going to do it just in case. What if they did it? Do 
you know what? The death angel that passed over did not look at the hearts of the people. The Bible says the death angel looked at the doorpost. If there was blood over the door, he passed over that house. He allowed the opportunity for the righteous. The one that would believe what he said, he had the opportunity to be saved or rescued. If they applied the blood, they were spared. What about Jericho? When God sent the nation of Israel in to attack the city of Jericho, there was one in the city, one and one only that believed and feared God, and that was the prostitute Rahab. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 and 31 that she was spared, in Joshua 6:17 that he was spared. She was spared. When we look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and we look at the story of, of Lot, and we read that, we see that, that the Lord having conversation with Abraham, he says, will you destroy it? What if I can find 50 people that are righteous? He said, I won't destroy it for 50. And it goes right down the... What about it? What if I find five less than 50? I won't destroy it for 45. Well, what if I find five less than that? He gets it all the way down to 10. He said, listen, Lot... I am a righteous God. If I'm going to bring judgment on this earth, if I'm going to bring judgment on this city, I'll remove the righteous first. Let me tell you, Harvey was not the judgment of God. I don't care what anybody says. The scripture says he's not. Katrina was not the judgment of God. Katrina, Rita, Ike, Harvey... All of them are a result of sin and this world is decaying as a result of sin and that is the effects of sin. Listen, when the judgment of God takes place, you're going to know it. The Bible says, and I don't have time to go into Daniel in the 70 weeks, the Bible tells us that God's going to deal with the nation of Israel one more period of time and it's going to be a seven year period of time that's left that God's going to deal with the nation of Israel. And he is bringing judgment on this earth. The Bible refers to it as the day of the Lord. The Bible refers to it as the wrath of God. The Bible refers to it as the judgment of God. Guess what happens before God's judgment comes down on this earth? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. It tells us right there. Let me, let me I need to read that one. Because I mean, it's, it, is so, it is so true to exactly what he tells us about the judgment, the judgments of God. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. I want you to know before God brings the judgment, He is going to look at this earth, He's going to blow His trumpet, and those that are righteous, that have believed in Jesus Christ, are going to be removed. The righteous are going to be removed, and the judgment of God is going to fall on this earth. Do not believe what you're hearing that God has brought judgment on Texas. Every season, every year, the forecaster says, we're in the season of hurricanes. Oh, so God is very predictable, huh? Every year, God's going to bring judgment on someone. No, no. That's the, that's the decaying of this earth. I, I encourage you, go back and read Romans chapter 8 again where it talks about how this creation is decaying. And the creation had no intentions of, of going through. The Bible tells us that creation groans for the day that the sons of men or, or the sons of God are revealed. He, the, the creation can't wait for God to put it all back together. Creation mourns. 
I just got so much I want to say. Real, real good, helpful scripture here is you can find it in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 17 where it says, and then I saw all that God had done. This is Solomon speaking. He said, I saw all that God had done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all of his efforts to search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really comprehend it. I want you to know, if you want to know what's going on in life, Solomon set out to figure out the meaning of life. And he says, listen, if you have somebody come in and explain to you why this happened or that happened, he said, listen, I'm telling you, I don't care if he is a wise man, he does not know what he's talking about. It's what the Scripture says. So if, you, if you, you, you've got some reason that this happened to Houston, I want you to know, I'm telling you what the Scripture says, that this earth is decaying and that's why. Another Scripture that I find very uh, uh, helpful to understand is Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 12 it says this, Moreover, no man knows when his hour will come. One of my very good friends, Alan Galt, died this last week. I'd done his funeral last Sunday in Lufkin. 55 years old. No history of heart conditions. No history of, of any illness that might cause this. He gets up in the morning, he has a heart attack, and before midnight, he passes away at 55 years old. The Bible says here, Moreover, no man knows when his hour will come. Then it says, As fish are caught in a cruel net, or birds are taken in a snare, so men are trapped by evil times, listen to this, that fall unexpectedly upon them. Let me ask you, all those people in Houston, Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange, all of those. Is this an evil time that has fallen unexpectedly upon them? You bet it is. He says, just like a net, you cast out a net into the water. He says, you're going to catch good fish and bad fish. I want you to know this storm affected the righteous and the unrighteous. The Bible tells us time and chance will happen to us all. Are there Christians in this room that are born again, saved, called a child of God that has cancer? Absolutely there are. Are there some in here that don't have cancer? Sure there are. Sin has caused a result of this world and our bodies and their creation to decay. Wow, Brother Wayne. Then what are we to do? Let me tell you what you to do. Let me tell you. I want you to know this earth up here again is decaying and it is spinning out of control and there are going to continue to be tsunamis. There's going to be hurricanes. There's going to be floods. There's going to be tornadoes. There's going to be earthquakes. All of these things are going to continue to happen as a result of this world decaying. And if long as you stay on it and you stay in the condition you're in, you're going to be destroyed just like the rest of the earth is going to be destroyed. But God has given you opportunity to escape it by believing and trusting in the one, the rescuer He has sent. There were many this week that were, that were in need of rescue and they refused for the helicopter to pick them up. They refused to let the boats pick them up. They refused to do it with, with help from someone else and they tried to do it on their own and as a result, some of them even lost their lives. Do not refuse the rescuer. 
What does our song say? Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Hey, get on board. Get on board. Habakkuk. Tremendous verse. Look it up and read it. Underline it. It says this. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit in the vines, or the labor of the olives shall fail. In other words, he's saying right here, listen, the fig tree's not producing, the vineyard where the grapes were planted are not producing, the olive trees are not producing, and the fields shall yield no meat. Man, our cows are not producing, they're, they're dying off, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, all of these things are going on, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Listen to what he says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. It's amazing what praising can do. That's what he says right there. I won't worry when things go wrong. Jesus keeps me with a song because it's amazing what praising can do. That might have been very well where this, that song was written from this verse right here. Then it says, Though I, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet and He will make me walk upon my high places. We serve a God that loves you. We serve a God that's merciful. I want you to know with all the decay and all the turmoil and all the heartache that's going on around us, I want you to know God is the God of our salvation. God is the God of our salvation. I encourage you to go and spread the word this week as people are in need and they are in need of help. Let them know that the rescuer, Jesus Christ, has come to this earth to rescue them, not just from their physical situations. This physical situation is not going to change much, folks. It's not. We got another one coming in, and we don't know where it's headed. It's not going to change much. These things are going to continue to take place. But Jesus Christ has come to save our souls. He has given us an exit plan from this earth. And that's through Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Him as your personal Savior, I plead with you, don't leave this place without Him. Let's stand together. Father, this short time that we've spent together cannot exhaust the things that You tell us in Your Word concerning the effects of sin nor can the time that we spend here in this short time exhaust the love, the mercy, and the grace that you've bestowed upon us. Father, you do call for your body, the church, to respond to these physical things that are taking place around us. God, it is our desire to do that. But more so than that, you have called us to go and proclaim the life-saving message of Jesus Christ in the lives of these people who are suffering physically. Help us do that today. Thank you for the time that you've given us here today to exalt you and to praise you and to recognize through your word, not from what Brother Wayne says, 
but through your word, why things on this earth happen the way they do. And God, we're going to recognize the mercy and the grace and the escape plan that you have given all of us through your son Jesus this morning, and we're going to exalt you as a result of it. Father, I don't know what kind of response needs to take place this morning, but I just give you this time, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen.